Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. Ian Green. Gang Green the New York Jets. had their man. The Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Ooh. We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rut, own this rut. The New York Jets. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the ain't easy being green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful amazing picturesque crystal lake studios in putnam bow new york my name is keith farrell i'm joined as always by the number one jet fan in the state of texas my colleague and co-host michael garris everyone jet fans what's good what's up mike also in the building the number one high school football coach in the nation today my cousin samuel Hare. samuel what's going on man jet nation what's going on everybody Oh, God, man. Hot off the field. Another disappointing L. Just you can't put into words how demoralized the Jet crowd was walking out of there. Sammy, you could vouch for that. Wasn't even like there was screaming. Nobody was yelling at Lion fans. No one was even cursing. People were just sad. Just sad the way the game ended. And we'll walk through the whole thing. It's kind of crazy we had... The second Patriot game end the way that it did, which was just unbelievable. The Viking game end the way that it did. And this game too. All those all those games should have been losses. And maybe it's showing you we're good, but we're not there yet. We'll see, man. We still have a chance mathematically get in there, man. Uh, 359 yards for the Lions on offense. So their offense is probably better against the Jets than most. But guys, it was a bend-don't-break type of game. The defense only let up 10 points. Uh, actually, I should say 13 points points it was the, the punt return was the other touchdown there zach wilson had an up and down day we'll get into that also stats don't look that bad on paper at least the yardage and the touchdowns with the completion percentage mike and you know some of these these throws that you want him to hit within the context of the offense on schedule he's not making those plays the plays he is making are the improvisational plays which we know zach is decent at but that doesn't work all the time and against one of the worst defenses in the league even though they played okay, the Lions, he was able to get something done here. But um, I know another game, for me at least, where I come out with a lot of questions when it comes to Zach. Mike, what are your thoughts on the game itself? And also, when you t- when you talk about the game, did anything happen during this game that made you change your opinion on Zach Wilson moving forward here in 2022? So overall, I thought that the Jets lost this game holistically they put themselves in a a place to win the game defensive gaff at the end the fourth and inches um so there was a defender that was missed in man coverage that's on the defense um the timeout situation uh when we were driving at the last play that that was a coaching gaff um obviously we have our thoughts on the quarterback we'll get into him in a little bit um, thought there were a couple of players that played pretty well. Garrett Wilson continuing to shine. Um, the running backs, Donovan McKnight, did not do anything. That, and really, it was the Lions daring the Jets to beat them in the air. Even though the right. Detroit has ends up with the one of the worst 
uh, secondaries in the in the entire NFL. Um, so they just dare, just stopped the run completely and let Zach, dared Zach Wilson to beat him. Um, and then then that was actually a good strategy for them. Um, so I, I thought oh, collectively, and then Braden man. I'm, I'm tired of seeing his jersey. I'm tired of him in the games. Uh, he's just been absolutely terrible. Um, he's he's the reason why that the they were able to take it all the way back uh, for a touchdown because that punt was just a gift wrapped uh, <laughs> for their special teams, and they took it back, and you know we went down seven. So it's unfor- it's really unfortunate um, to, to to see this from from the team, but overall. Uh, Zach Wilson is what he is, and uh, he's a big play, talented, armed uh, quarterback that is not efficient at running the offense, and I would think that at this point he would be much better and w- on where he is as a quarterback, and he really has not grown, and uh, at this point I'm, I'm definitely ready to turn the page. What do you think about that, Stanley, what Mike just said there? You saw him live. This weekend, I mean, there were some crazy plays that he made that were just nuts. But Sammy, those aren't plays you can count on making, you know. What did you come away? We'll get into the game itself, Sammy, but Zach Wilson, what did you come away from this game thinking about him? Has your opinion changed? Like I asked Mike at all about Zach. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I think at halftime I looked at you and I was like, it's clear Mike White gives us the best chance to win these football games. Um, you can't build an offense about around impromptu because that defeats the purpose of impromptu. Like it's meant to be sparing and sporadic. And instead it seems like that's all Wilson is good at. Um, and I felt like some really excellent wide receiver play bailed him out a ton this week. Um, I really, I didn't like watching him out there. I didn't think it was as electric as, like the one play to Zama for 42 yards is, you know, you're out of your seat. You're like, holy crap. Yep. Um, but other than that, it was like really just underwhelming to watch him run the offense. Um, I didn't think he was hitting open guys well. Um, it's super obvious that Mike White should be the starter on Thursday if he's healthy and clear by doctors. Um, like, so no, my opinion on him didn't change. Not even, Actually, I think it cemented the opinion <laughs> that Mike White's sort of the guy we have to go with going forward. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It seemed like the game was kind of a microcosm of what Zach Wilson has been and what we've seen from him. You know, he had some crazy improvisational plays he made there that were, you know, that look great and they're fun to watch live and they make good highlights. But some of those balls are 50-50 balls. So we got lucky, like Sammy said, the receivers are making plays. Uzoma made a play. Uh, That one pass to uh, Michael Carter, Mike, he saved an interception, you know? I mean, there's they prevented a lot of bad plays, I think, the the, the receivers on the team. And um, I don't know. I'm, I was disappointed overall, I guess. I don't, I'm not going to put the whole loss on Zach here. Interception obviously hurt us. The end of the game sequence was just totally crazy. I do think that even though I'm not going to put it all on Zach, I feel like if Mike White's in there, we do win the game. You know, I think even the run game is going to be able to eat with Mike White in there because they're not going to be able to stack the box like they did. I mean, uh, Mike mentioned it before, Van Knight. And I thought Van Knight would have – the way he played before these three games before this, I'm thinking this is going to be a big day for him because Zach Wilson's going to – they're going to lean on the run game, which they tried to do and they couldn't do it. Uh, but when they brought in Michael Carter, he couldn't really get anything going either. I think we only had 50 yards rushing on the day, which is not very impressive. But that end of the game sequence um, – 
man, let's get into that. And we'll we'll break Zach down maybe a little bit more in a second. But just I want to talk about this sequence and see what you think, Sammy, as a coach here. You know, we get the ball, Zach goes down, you know, we were able to score, we go up 17-13. Okay, now after that, we know what happened with the disaster on defense. It's fourth and one. Um, that play call, I don't I have no idea how someone could possibly be that wide open. Let's skip past that horrible play that's traumatizing for a second. Let's go right to when we get the ball back, Sammy. 149, we take over. They don't call a timeout. They don't call their first timeout until 19 seconds left on the clock. You know, and in the interim, they were able to move the ball. But, I mean, the way they mismanaged it, Sammy, that first play, Zach takes a sack. There's 149 on the clock, Sammy. He takes a sack. They don't get second down off till about 126. That's 23 seconds right there. You know, they made that completion to Wilson to get the first down on that set of downs right there. That's at 58 seconds, and they don't get the next playoff. That's at 122, I should say. Excuse me. They don't get the next playoff until 53 seconds. I mean, and then there's another play after that with another completion to Wilson, 53 seconds. They don't get the next playoff until 31 seconds. They wasted over 20 seconds each one of those plays, Sammy. Don't call a timeout, and they ended up running out of time at the end of the game. Salah took a little bit of the blame after the game, but what are you thinking now that you have 20-20 hindsight? And during the game, everyone's screaming timeout in the entire stadium. But now that you have a chance to look at it, does it look kind of even worse considering we ended up with two timeouts? You know, we, uh, uh, right at the end there, we called one with like one second left, Sammy. I mean, that just looks bad, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, and you can, I would ex- excuse away that thir- first one you mentioned, that at 50, 49 seconds, whatever it was. Yeah. Because um, I get it, exactly. you don't want to give them the time uh, at the end of the game either because we know Detroit scored, what, 34 points a game coming into that Jets yeah. game. Um, so I get that part. You want to run, get the clock down. But this, as soon as you get that first down, Zach Wilson's been inactive for three weeks. The expectation that he's now going to be in the flow of this game, get the whole offense lined up and ready to call a play in the same amount of time Mike White has because we've been in some tight games where he's had to sort of move the ball in that two-minute yeah. throw is an unreasonable request for a coach of a guy who hasn't literally suited up in three weeks. So that second one, I think, is the most important one and the one you had to take because you got the first down. You just completed this huge pass to Garrett Wilson. Let everybody sort of get their win back, get settled, dial up a really good play to push the ball downfield because the whole field's still open. You still have two more timeouts. So you're not confined to the edges, right? 15 yards and out, 10 yards and out. You can go over the middle. You can go over the top. (laughs) You have a lot of opportunity with two timeouts on the 40-yard line, right? Um, with a minute and 30 left. I don't care what your team looks like. Uh, so I thought that's all that was, I mean, horrendous on his end. And I thought the play calling in the second half from the floor was horrendous too. Like with the exception of the one touchdown drive, I think from the second quarter, take out the touchdown drive, the whole game. Um, he like started something really good with Zach initially where he was getting Zach out into space, getting him more comfortable in the offense and then just stopped all of it. And I noticed this is a theme of the floor all season. He starts something that ends up working really well and then just goes completely away from it. So in I thought in those two phases of coaching, we completely lost. Um, and I like I respect the defense for being like, that's on us. But I don't think it is at all. That first drive, you start, they get to the two and we hold them to a field goal. Right. Yeah. So that's the way you want to start a game. If you're the Jets on defense, holding them from a touchdown. I don't, I don't know. That's a. That's tough. Solid. Yeah, it's, it's tough day for the defense there because you look at it and there's the kick return. And then aside from that, they give up 
two field before that touchdown at the end there, guys, right at the end of the fourth, they'd given up two field goals. One of those field goals, they, they had a, a drive that was negative one yard. It was after that Zach interception. And they returned the ball all the way back to, you know, to within the five-yard line. Like, Mike, what were you thinking watching that at home, how that played out, that final two minutes there, how Salah used the timeouts? I mean, what were you thinking watching that as that time was clicking off the top there? Clicking I'm thinking the you, got a, you got a young quarterback who's struggling. You've got – uh, an offense that really hasn't found its groove all game and you know the moment they had the ball there I would have just taken that time out baseline the, the offense relaxed didn't have to rush cut, cut, get up a play but instead they went and tried to rush uh, Zach took a, a sack he took too many sacks in my opinion that were some of them were on him and then they're they're, they're scrambling you know to get on a third down and he ends up making a crazy throw out to Elijah, gave him enough chance to try to go ahead and tie it. But I just thought it was mismanaged overall. But really, I mean, honestly, the quarterback, again, he, it's not all on Zach, but a lot of it is because this offense didn't look in sync at all the whole game. It would spitter spatter here and there. Um, Zach Wilson, and I sent you this uh Set chat uh, uh, stat on him. He had an adjusted completion percentage uh, for fifty-four point five percent against Detroit, and that was the second lowest in his entire career. The only one that was lower was against New England when he got benched. Wow. So you know, guys, he he um, he. There were wide open receivers all day. He wasn't seeing them. That interception he threw, he just didn't see the defender. I mean, when Mike White throws an interception, you know, he's trying to fit it into a window, understands there's a coverage, and somebody hits the ball up in the air or whatever. Zach, his his interceptions, you're like, what the hell? That throw to Michael Carter, like, I didn't even think I was watching football. Like, I was I like, are we, is this rugby or something? Like, what, what in the – God's like I couldn't believe it and then Carter thank goodness was able to catch that but I, he's uh, I'm uh, he is every we saw the whole package with Zach yesterday on display everything we saw the sick ass throw to Uzama that Mike White can't make that throw most quarterbacks in the NFL can't make that throw that's why that that's why he got drafted and I understand why why Joe Douglas drafted him because he can do shit like that because he yeah. is a talented arm, but he has he cannot play within the rhythm of the offense. And I don't at this point, Keith, two years in, I don't know if he ever will. Yeah. And so at this point, you know, I'm I'm definitely good with um pivoting uh at the quarter. Let 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 Zach go out there on Thursday night up against Trevor Lawrence, let the pro highlights, let the, the lights shine, okay. Hopefully Zach has a good day. I would love to win, but get get that stock up, you know, so we can get him for some draft picks, yep. and then we throw Mike White in. Hopefully we win the game, and then we get Mike White the last two games and uh, try to take us to the playoffs. That's a, to that to me. That's the best win scenario. Yeah, and that was a good segue because I wanted to talk about Wilson again, Mike, because I think the numbers, man, they're kind of strange numbers. Eighteen for thirty-five, which is just an ugly day. Mike mentioned to you how off-target he was with his passes. 
two touchdowns, one interception. His QB rating of 89.8, guys, third highest of the season for Zach of any game, even though the game didn't seem like that good of a game for him. That's how bad he's been throughout most of the season. He only had the four TDs come in. He got two in this game. That's a positive. I know some people were kind of excited with kind of how Zach played. They look at the yardage. But like Mike said, man, if you dig into the numbers, you look at the the way he accumulated the yardage, which was a lot of these plays that are, you know, he's just running wild to the right and he's making passes that Mike is right. People can't make these throws. But Mike, even the throw he made to Azoma, and the guy's six foot seven. That's a good guy to throw it up to. Don't get me wrong. Azoma had to make a play on that. And he made a great play. And Zach made a great throw. But um, he had a 33-yard to Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson made a great catch on. You know, the safety could have came and scooped that one up. But one to his own with the Jeff Smith ball, which was underthrown. That if, he, if he puts it on a dime down the sideline, that's a touchdown. Jeff Smith made a great play on that one. That was a 50-yarder. Another 33-yarder he had to Wilson just like that, too. So it was about four catches there that accounted for about 160 yards of his whole day. You know, and all four of them were just these wild plays. That weren't didn't come within the course of the normal offense. They came when the play broke down and Zach scrambled and made something happen, which kudos to him, but that's not sustainable. You know, it's like when you watch baseball teams and they were and it works and then they go cold and they can't handle them run, they can't do anything else. You have to be able to do the little things, you have to be able to do, to work within the context of the offense. You're not gonna be successful. I think Mike White gives us a better chance, at least this year, right now, of doing that. And, like, I, I asked you guys the question, but I didn't really come out thinking too much different about Zach either in this game. Um, when the smoke cleared from the game, guys, total offense, Lions had 359 yards, Jets 337, 18 first downs for the Jets, 17 for the Lions. We know the one big turnover there on our side. And then again, and you talked about it, Mike, Braden, man, the Jets have two losses now this year where a punt return was the difference. And that that's just tough, man. I those two line drive punts were absolutely horrific. When he hit the ball out of the end zone, me and Sammy were scared immediately. That was our end zone where we sit. And that was a line. He hit the ball far, Mike, but it, was, it got there in two seconds. Nobody had time to set up defensively. He's just flying down the sideline. Um, I was worried about that. He averaged 50 yards a punt, but no one cares about that. You know, no, no when, you, when you're a punter, you have to get every single punt right. No one's giving you cutting you any slack. And I mean, that, that was tough, the way the special teams kind of let us down. On the defensive side of the ball, no one really necessarily stood out. Will Parks had nine tackles. He had to play in place of LaMarcus Joyner. Not only that, Mike, if you if you heard him after the game, tremendous interview with me and Sammy Hurd with Will Parks. What a what a dog that dude is, man. Jet fans, go out of your way to listen to that, um, the Jets post game with him, because that's a dude, man. I, he, he's someone you can see maybe being a coach one day. You can see he got a, he got a smart um, head on his shoulder. I like what he had to say about the game. Took a lot of accountability, even though the defense did play well. That play at the end, whatever we're going to remember. And that's a tough one. Um, I don't know, man, guys. I, I really think this is another game, and I mentioned it earlier. It's so tough to have three losses like this. Three of them, because I don't know which one's worse, the Patriot game, the Viking game, or this one. Um, they all seem like they were right there in our hands, guys. But I heard this week, I mean, at least what I heard, Mike, the latest, when it comes to Mike White, Coach Salah said that he's not announcing the starter yet. Is that correct? At least as of today, we're recording this right now on Monday night. Um, as of the press conference this morning, I don't think Mike White's necessarily ruled out for the next game. Is that right, Mike? No, uh, they haven't ruled him out yet. And if he's not ruled out, he potentially could start, but... We all think it's going to be Zach Wilson starting up against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Jaguars yeah. could actually get into the playoffs 
um, if they keep winning out and overtake Tennessee, because Tennessee is not even, I mean, they're, they are what they are. Um, so it should be a good game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson, Jets, Jaguars, primetime. There should be a whole lot of interest. Um, you know, we'll get into the whole Jaguar game. Do I think they can beat them? I mean, I think they should. Um, I just don't have any confidence in this offense, to be to be frank. Um, it's just watching it. It's, it was the same story. It was puttering, not not moving, not churning, not 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 greasing like the way Mike White has it. And that, so yeah. I'm I'm gonna go in. No, I'm look- gonna be you know yeah. being real. And, you know, again, it's the same old story with Wilson, right? Like half the game, he's throwing up his back foot. He's His arm and elbow is back tucked underneath yeah. his arm. Like, it's just poor mechanics form. It doesn't – they said he made a lot of progress over the three weeks he was inactive, and I hope a lot of that was, like, even his just baseline fundamental stuff, and you just didn't really see it, unfortunately, this week. Yeah, I mean, Zach let us down a little bit, man, even though he made some big plays there. I don't think he did enough for us to win. Obviously, he didn't do enough for us to win the game, but uh, he needs to be more efficient. And you, you would have hoped he sat out, saw Mike White do what Mike White does, you know, got gets the chip on his shoulder and is a little bit more efficient than he was. But it seems like maybe, man, this stuff's gotten to him. And it seems like maybe this is what Zach Wilson is. And Mike already said it. Mike said it perfectly. Mike says he is what he is, Zach Wilson. And I think we have to accept that. The quarterback that we just saw play, that's what Zach Wilson is. You know, you can't really – that's all the only data we have tells us that's how the quarterback he is, inconsistent. When the, uh, the guys in the run game, like we mentioned, 13 carries for Dezabian Knight, only 23 yards. Michael Carter, four for 15. Garrett Wilson's four catches, Mike, gave him 67 catches now, which breaks Wayne Corbett's rookie receiving record for the Jets. So even though the offense didn't necessarily play great, that's a good number right there for him. Uh, the rookie just taken off. I think he has the yards record now. You said he got last week, Mike, over Keyshawn? Yeah, he got the yards over Keyshawn and the, then the catches over Corbett. He's probably the best drafted wide receiver that, um, you know, he has potential to be the best drafted wide, Jets wide receiver we've ever had. I remember Don, yeah, Maynard, Don Maynard wasn't drafted by the Jets, right? Yeah, Don so, Maynard was drafted by the Giants, I believe. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's it's. I love seeing that. I I see that uh, Sauce Gardner wasn't even targeted. That's, That's what I was going to say. They, they, they didn't even they, they didn't even target him. And by the way, he's number one in Pro Bowl votes. By the way, Quinnen is number one in Pro Bowl votes. We got two Jets number one at their positions for Pro Bowl votes. How about that? Okay, I think that's something to be happy about. And again, guys, if we don't make the the playoffs, there's a lot to be excited about in the future. Um, things got to play out right for us to make the playoffs. But right now, you know, took a lot of hits from an injury perspective. You know, the quarterback position, there's churn. So I, I think that Coney Mike, though, did you see? I know we took hits record wise, and it stinks that we're seven and seven, but you saw the end of that Patriot game, right? <laughs> saw the end of that game, right? They're living. Let me tell you something. The post Tom Brady Patriots, you guys oh, are living in a different world. My. You're living in a different world now without Brady. There's no more magic. Stuff's happening to you guys at the end of games that happens to us. It just happened to them. Jets fans walked out this weekend sad, demoralized, but we had a guy on the escalator with me and Sammy telling his son, get used to this. This is the Jet life, right? Patriot fans, Mike, there's 20-year-old Patriot. That was the worst walk they've ever seen in their life. Keith, I've never seen anything like that. I have never seen anything like that. 
Guys, that's on the Mount Rushmore of bad plays with like the butt fumble. Like that's on the the Miami miracle. Like that's on the Mount Rushmore of bad plays in the NFL. But it was the way he that's mu- it was the, it was how he mushed him though. Like it was like the disrespect. Like they caught the ball and then there was McCorkle standing there like a like a beat up child and he just mushes him to the gr- legs everywhere. I couldn't believe it. I was on the phone with our boy Dan Scampoli. He lost his freaking mind. I have never seen anything like that in my life. Oh. No, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, that was fun. And, you know, it keeps us, and as you know, we showed the chart last week. Um, It keeps us mathematically in the mix here. And if they do win out, they're in the playoffs. I mean, that's something. I mean, Jet fans, look. The odds, and we have some Jet fans we're friends with that we know chats were on, Mike, where people are kind of really, really negative about things. And you can take that route. Don't get me wrong. That's what the Jets have done to us and to our psyches as Jet fans. Like, I, I understand people. I just, I'm not that type of guy. You know, I've been, I, I think, that, you know, they have a chance definitely to beat the Jaguars, which we're going to get into in a moment here. And they can beat the Seahawks. And the, if that game versus the Dolphins is a big, meaningful game, I think um, Mike White should be healthy by then. So, look, guys, we're not out of it yet. Sucks that we took this L this weekend, guys. No sacks on the day either, Mike. Another big factor in the L, man. We didn't get one sack on the day to go off. That offensive line is tremendous, but no sacks for the Jets. And much to my chagrin in the fantasy football world, Jacksonville, their offense, Mike, this weekend, but also in the past probably, and you know better than me because you've been following Lawrence really, really close. Mike, probably the past six weeks, they have really got it going on the offensive side of the ball. When I looked at their rankings, Mike, I was surprised because – Jacksonville's offense is ranked sixth in the league right now. No, yeah. I, I don't. I thought people, we knew they had talent coming in, and we liked Ingram as the tight end, and he's doing pretty good. We liked some of their receiving talent they had, but I think they're, they're a team overachieving offensively. The defense, not as good. But, man, Trevor Lawrence is everything we were hoping Zach would be. You know, at this point, Mike, I think 24 touchdowns now, set only seven picks. His QB rank. I know the beginning of that first month of the year, still maybe some questions with Lawrence. Even here in the show, we were like, we'll see what happens. Since then, Mike, he has been playing great. And that's, this is a team that's playing good right now. They're hot. Um, they're still a young team. They don't really play the best defense, but they just went ahead and head with the Cowboys and played a great game. So this is going to be a tough one on a short turnaround here for both teams too, man, versus the Jets. So I'm hoping Mike White's in there. I mean, obviously the offense is going to run a lot better, but – what do you think if we just put Mike White aside? We know Zach's going to run back out there. How confident are you? I'm going to ask you, Sammy, first. If Zach's the quarterback Thursday night versus Jacksonville, Jacksonville's defense is not the best defense in the world. They're ranked 27th in the league, Sammy. The Lions were the same thing, though. We didn't do too much on them. How do you feel about Zach Wilson versus the Jaguars on Thursday? Um, if we can run the football, I feel okay about it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I think points are going to be at a premium. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. Um, so it's one of those games where like Zach just has to do enough or just not do too much to lose the game, you know? So yeah. I'm okay with throwing Zach out in a game like that. Cause you know, it's going to be a gritty dog fight in there. Um, I like our odds. I think our defense matches up really well against them. I'm nowadays, to be honest, no offense really scares me. I'm just being honest. Like, with Q in there, not, no offense in the league scares me. I think we match up pretty much against anybody that we can put on the other side of the field. Um, what scares me is, like, offensively, can we get into a rhythm? Can we block our front? And most importantly, can we run the football? Because that's how we won games all season. 
You know, well, so if we can do that, I think we win this game for sure. You know what worries me, guys, with no Q is it seemed like it seems like he's the guy. Well, I mean, obviously he's the guy who's the best defensive player on the defensive line, but he kind of unlocks everybody else being able to get after the quarterback. Because he's causing problems, you double teaming, and we didn't have that last week, and no one got there. I mean, lost had a couple QB hits. We didn't really create that much of a pass. So that's a great offensive line, but Mike, is that something you're worried about this weekend at all? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, guys, Quinnen didn't even suit up to pra- uh, play or practice or anything on Sunday, so most likely he's not going to be in uh, for Thursday. And the offensive line didn't do any much any favors for for Zach. Uh, again, that's why I'm just saying right now, guys, our team has taken some hits from, uh, you know, a lot of our guys are, are currently hurt and um, we're not being able to live up to as good as our units have been from a defensive line, offensive line perspective. So I don't know how healthy we're going to be going in on Thursday. So it does concern me to a bit. And the Jet defense, as good as it is, the reason why it's so effective is we have the best defensive tackle in the National Football League wrecking havoc and right now you take him out and the defensive line becomes maybe above average but with him it's elite and yeah. uh that that's just the way it is and everyone else feeds off of q because q is just annihilating every human in sight in front of him um so look um i i i really hope we can beat jacksonville i'm predicting uh a, a loss here um, I just don't think, I just don't think they're going to, I think they're going to lose, um, until Mike White gets back in and, and maybe it's me just being a Debbie downer. I just don't think Zach Wilson ha- has, I don't think the team, and I think the team knows it and they're not going to l- play up to where they are. They know they have a, a someone who's not really going to lead them to the promised land. That's just my opinion. Yeah, all right. Mike's not that positive going into this game this Thursday. Now, Mike, same game this Thursday, but Mike White's behind center. You feel a lot different. W. Right, w. So that's like, yeah. I mean, W. Not even, not even a question. W. W. Out. If it was, if it was uh, again when we were going up against the Bills, I'm like W, son. And it could have been a W. You know, he got hurt. It's unfortunate, but with White back there, I think we could go to the Super Bowl, bro. That's and how that's I one feel. thing. That's one thing, and you touched on it. We didn't go too much into it this episode. Is lat this week, Zach? Even though the Lions don't really have that great of a defense, I mean, they were able to get after Zach the previous week. Zach White, uh, excuse me, uh, Mike White was under duress the whole game. The Bills have a good defense, and they blitzed them a lot. They took a lot of hits. Even the game before that versus the Vikings, he took a lot of hits. So the O line banged up, and I think they've been like kind of holding down the fort as long as they can, Mike. Like one of those ships out there, you just keep plugging the leaks, plugging the leaks. Eventually, there's too many leaks, and there's nothing you can do anymore. Um, I think that's, a, that's something we got to keep an eye on because the offensive line play has not been great, especially this week in the run game. The running backs didn't play well, but, I mean, they were just blowing up the offensive line, and they had nowhere to go. Uh, we didn't run it that often, and they weren't that successful, man, but they had nowhere to go. But, um, guys, Trevor Lawrence, though, like we said, that was the guy we were dreaming about maybe getting back in the day. Maybe we get that number one pick, Jared Trevor Lawrence. He's doing everything we wanted Zach to do there on the Jaguars right now. Uh, 96.6 QB rating, like I mentioned. But look, guys, our defense still ranked number three. L- let know? me ask I you think- this. Let Go me ahead. ask you this quick question. Would both of you right now, knowing what Trevor Lawrence has done, would you have gone 0-16 to get him? 
Well, this is the thing. People, when you ask those questions in the context of, like, actually watching football games, because we had this debate with people uh, during that year when we were doing the podcast, Mike, and people were saying you should lose and stuff. And I don't know. We had people criticize us for hoping the Jets win. Like, when the game's actually on television and I'm watching the Jets play, it's hard for me to root for them to lose. I just, sub, it's subconscious, right? But once the game's over and they take an L in a year, say they're stinking it up and they're 0-12, 13, after that happens, you're like, oh, hey, we're one step closer to a great pick. So you can allow both things to be true. Like, I really would never root for them to be 0-16, but obviously it would have been beneficial. If Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback right now, our trajectory might be a little different. You know, he seems like he's really blossoming really well down there. They surround him with weapons, a good line, and he's doing really good. I mean, if you ask me that question, Mike, 0-16 looks pretty good right now. It's just hard to go back in time and put yourself in the season while you're watching and root to lose. When I know I know some people do that, and I get it, and they're saying, hey, man, this is the best for the team. But I mean, I've just been watching this team, you know, since Shea Stadium. That's how old I am, man. I've been going to the games. So it's hard for me to root for them to take a L, even though sometimes the, the byproduct of that is something that's positive for the team. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree with that. I was just saying, like, looking at it now, Keith, you know, if we had gotten Trevor Lawrence, that would have been awesome. And we have a young quarterback. We don't know if he's going to win Super Bowls or anything. He would have been yeah, just yeah, a promising yeah. one. But, like, I, when you're 0-16, that's forever. Like, forever, ever, ever. Mm, that's a permanent. stain for all time. Like, the Lions have it and the Browns have it. Browns, yeah. It's a bad stain. It's a shit stain, you know? It's bad. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm kind of like, nah. I'll take, you know what? We got a young, good team. I think we can get another quarterback in there to, and instead of, you know, going to 016 and being Jets, one of the, the third franchise ever to do it, uh, yeah. I'm glad we, we didn't go. That's my perspective. It's hard to say, Mike. You know, I just, I just know that it seems like everything's in place aside from the quarterback. Yeah. So Mike White or whoever it is, I don't think it's Zach Wilson next year, but. Uh, this rotating carousel of quarterbacks, man, we hopefully stops and we get someone just to lock in. Just lock in for the next five to ten. Maybe it's Mike White, maybe it's not. Um, I know Jet fans, we definitely deserve it, though. But I am a little worried about this game also Thursday, man. Short turnaround. They do have some weapons there in Jacksonville. We know Marvin Jones, Zay Jones. Um, who's the other? Oh, uh, Kirk. Mike, that's another good receiver they have. So a lot of weapons out there. But our secondary is tearing it up. DJ Reed and Saucer. Just, DJ Reed doesn't have as much pub. He should be right behind sauce in Pro Bowl voting for the cornerback. That's how good this guy's been. This weekend, he had another great game. Yeah. I know they targeted him. They didn't even target sauce like you said, Mike. He got targeted. DJ Reed shut everybody down. No one's doing nothing to that dude. So, I mean, this defense, as good as it is, I was hoping this week, like we said, man, if we could score over 20 points. We said last week, Mike, I was like, Mike, if they could score 20 points or above, they'll win the game. If they would have scored 20 points or above this week, they would have won the game. And yep. I kind of feel the same way about this Jaguar team, which is a good team. They have a good offense. And I know the Cowboys have a good defense, too. And Trevor Lawrence just had a, did a great job against them. A little bit of that had to do with Dak turning the ball over in the red zone um, a couple times. you know. So I think we have a good chance to take a W. I think they always surprise us, the Jets. Last week, we thought we were going to come in. Zach will play okay. We'll take a win. We took a loss. This week, because of last week, people are doubting us. I think they're going to bounce back and take a win. Right. I don't know what Sammy thinks right now. But I think they're going to go out, play well. I think, you know... They're going to be able to establish to run a little bit better against this team. Even though the Lions on the season haven't played good defense, the past six weeks have played much better defense. So, I mean, maybe that was a factor, too. I don't think the Jaguars really have too much for us when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. What do you think, Sammy, this weekend? Jets, 
Jaguars, Thursday night. We got to win all three. Did they start with number one this Thursday? As you all know, and as all Jet Nation knows, I never picked this team to lose, and I'm not starting now. <laughs> okay? um, I think they can win this football game. Again, Like I, I just think we're built better because we have a better defense. And in this league, when it comes down to this part of the season, all those offensive guys start getting a little banged up and a little tired. And those defensive guys really start to play a little bit better and better and better, and especially because we keep that defensive line so fresh. Um, I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for Lawrence. I know Q suited up in practice today, so hopefully at least in walkthroughs or whatever they did. So um, I know Samini tweeted that out a little while ago. So hopefully he does play because if he plays, I think it's an easy win for us. I think it's uh, we win by like a touchdown, but it's 20 to 10 or 20 to 13. I think it's going to be a really low scoring game. Um, but I can really see us establishing that run and get uh, making Trevor Lawrence a little uncomfortable because he won't have Kirk to throw to or Zay Jones to throw to. Maybe Ingram beats over, over the middle of the field, but the edges that Lawrence likes to work with are going to be gone. So he's sure. going to have to look for different stuff to get the ball to, and he might struggle doing that. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to work in the middle of the field. You're right. I know that Quinnen's hopeful for this weekend. Mims is in the concussion protocol. We don't know what's going on with him. I saw that Corey Davis is a maybe to come back this week, and that would be big to get him back another weapon out there. It's always hard. We'll see what happens, guys. Look, man, we run the table here. We're in the playoffs. I mean, there's still there's still some positivity out there. After the game, when we're driving home, me and Sammy heard them in the radio telling us that. I didn't want to hear it at that point. You don't want to hear it right after the game. Oh, hey, it doesn't matter. We lost. We can still win three in a row. Because, man, you just had that one. You just had that one in your hands, you know. Yeah. That W, you let it go. And they let two other two other W's go. What are you saying, Sammy? I was like four weeks in a row. It's like Bills, Patriots. Come on, man. Just you even one of those, you're in still a much better spot than you're in right now. And I didn't even you know what? That Bills game also super winnable. I didn't put that one in because that didn't come down necessarily. I guess it kind of sort of came Yeah, he dropped the ball. I mean, dude, there's so many we Barrios dropped it against the Vikings. The, the Bills was a, the stupid – I mean <laughs> – And then the punt return you know, against the Patriots and the punt return against the Lions. Like, that's four games that here. you should have walked out with Ws, man. It's okay. It's tough here, guys. You know what? Young even, team. Even though they, what's up? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, even though they've blown three games, they're still sitting here at 500. So, uh, that's why those games at the beginning of the year when everyone's saying, hey, you're playing backup quarterbacks. Look, those wins still count, don't they? <laughs> We stacked them up, and that's why we're in the position we're in now. We're not going to give them back. Uh, but I think we covered everything, Mike, right? We're good? Yes, we did. All right, cool. If anyone does want to get at us, support us, or uh, get at us in any way, shape, or form, Mike, how could they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We appreciate it. We're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jeff in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, on behalf of the number one high school football coach in the nation today, Sammy O'Hare. My name's Keith Farrell. Catch you next week, everybody. Peace out.